Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Wide World on Money FM 89.3. We are in our upwardly mobile segment now, talking about the future of infrastructure and as it relates to transport. Joining us in the studio is Steve Cockerell, the industry marketing director for Rail and Transit at Bentley Systems in the UK. It is great to have you with us, Steve, all the way from the UK. Welcome to Singapore. And talk to us a little bit about Bentley. What does Bentley Systems actually do? So Bentley's, uh, Bentley Systems is a, an American-based software company, but we have offices all over the world, including here in Singapore. And uh, first and foremost, we provide software for infrastructure, infrastructure asset owners and their supply chains, and we provide those so that they can design, build, and operate infrastructure, be that railways or roads or airports or offshore wind farms or any type of infrastructure more effectively. Give, give us an example, Steve, either in Singapore or in the region of just that, that kind of software infrastructure that you provide. So um, people like SMRT trains, for example. All right. Use, That's uh, Bentley? That, um, they, are, they use a mix of different software. Okay. But, for example, for their um, operations and maintenance, piece of our software is part of what they call their predictive decision support system. And that allows them to take millions and millions of data points from their track condition and how that's degrading, look at it and decide where the problems are, where perhaps a problem is coming uh, in the future, and decide from that data how best they deal with it. So if they saw continual breakdowns on a particular line, they might figure that's a rail thing or a sleeper thing. Is, is that how it works? Exactly that. They, they've got um, professionals who can spot the trends in the data and identify that uh, in X months' time, perhaps they're going to have a problem that they need to deal with, and they can send teams out there to uh, maintain or upgrade that infrastructure in a timely fashion so that they can deliver the, the reliability and the resilience that uh, the people here in Singapore have grown to expect. These sound like you know, incredibly complex software uh, systems. The coding on it must be just really, really uh, amazing. And also it has to be, I'm, I would imagine, uh, bespoke in a certain way toward different d- different transport systems, right? Every country has slightly different needs or st- slightly different uh, systems that they employ. How does Bentley manage all of those different variables when when putting a software package together, say for SMRT? That's a that's a good question. But but actually, the the problems that engineers, designers, uh, asset owners face, whether they're here in Singapore or down in Australia or where I'm based in the UK are all pretty similar. Is that right? Um, mm. They're dealing with aging infrastructure, so uh, there's more and more demand placed on the uh, infrastructure today. Uh, they're dealing with uh, problems with how to manage the huge amounts of data that they're dealing with. Organizations like that, it's, they don't have trouble finding data. They have too much data, and right. they, they mm. have trouble finding the information. So the tools that we put together, the applications and the cloud-based services that we put together, um, actually allow them to get to that information in a timely fashion to be able to make better decisions. I'll give you just one quick example. My family and I just came back from a holiday in Japan this right. week, and we were at Shinagawa Station and Tokyo Station uh, and literally watching maybe 8 or 10 or 12 train lines running 
concurrently through that station at the same time. It's it's unbelievable, including the Shinkansen bullet trains on the side and and the local trains and the subways. It's mind boggling when you look at a, a developed, a highly developed place like Tokyo, and how that all works. Yeah, and efficiently. And without accidents. Yeah, and and uh, and that's where I, I mentioned the timeliness of of access to information. If you're dealing with information that in that scenario is even hours or, or, or worst case scenario days and weeks out of date, mm. you're in trouble. Mm. You need to be able, as an engineer, access the information that you need at the right time so that you can go out and do the right work in the right place at the right yeah. time and maintain that uh, mm. That effectiveness, that that efficiency, because I'm, it's I'm, critical. I'm fascinated by this. Mm. You say the prog- problems tend to be more universal, but I'm sure there must be variables built into your software to take into account climate, weather. A hot country would have different variables than a, a cold country when it comes to rail maintenance and things like that. All of those variables, I'm guessing, your software has to take into account as well. The density of a population, the consistency mm. of trains, the frequency and so on. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you mentioned temperature uh, there. The, the steel of a railway mm. in uh, a cold climate is going to behave very differently to uh, uh, here in Singapore, for example. But uh, the way we look at it, we have uh, the ability to configure the software in different ways. So it's not, not really a customization, but you can put as a, a user different variables in place, uh, different temperatures, seismic information, for example, might mm. be used. We uh, have a a company that we acquired a couple of years ago now uh, called Sequent, who look at um, purely subsurface information. You can imagine that, that below the ground is as important as mm. the infrastructure <laughs> on the surface. Mm. Uh, that's always moving. It's always changing. So really, really important to have that good information upon which to base your decisions. And just to add to that, what would be some of the main infrastructure concerns or issues in Singapore? In Singapore, I, I think... Projects are getting um, more complex. Uh, space is obviously at a, a, a premium here, so optimizing uh, the use of uh, the space. And I think in, in general, uh, access to skilled resources uh, as well. And, and actually, that's a global challenge that we, we face in the infrastructure business, is having access to the, to the right skills, the right uh, uh, people. You mean in terms of engineers? Or? In terms of right. engineers and, and designers and, and new jobs, to be honest. I mean, we were just here uh, at a conference and had an awards uh, program this week. And uh, one of the booths uh, was showing sort of virtual reality, augmented reality. And we're using gaming engineers, for example, hmm. gaming experts that have come and joined the infrastructure business. So new skills that perhaps 20, 30 years ago when I joined the business wouldn't have been thought of. Sure. Of course, we've seen that with AI in recent years and, and, and all that that's, that's been happening. Uh, you're in town, Steve, uh, for the Bentley Systems uh, 2023 Year in Infrastructure and Going Digital Awards. This is just happening on Wednesday and Thursday of this week at, uh, at MBS. It's a, it's a global competition that recognizes outstanding digital advancements in infrastructure. We don't necessarily have to go through all the winners uh, with you right now, but what were some of the big advancements that you saw at the awards this year? 
I'm, I'm glad you said we don't have to go through all of them. <laughs> in fact, you don't have to go through any of them. It's very early in the morning. As a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah that's right. You, or if you want to go through one, you can, but uh, yeah. Well, well, well. I, I will mention one because uh, I, I was lucky. I've been lucky enough to, to be involved in the awards for, for nearly 20 years now. Wow. Um, and I look after the rail and transit category. Have, have we been going digital for 20 years already? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bentley's been around for, for 39 years and okay. uh, always been on that, uh, on that charge, if you like. But, but no, a local project um, uh, winner of the rail and transit category was actually uh, AECOM. Uh, who are working on the RTS link between Singapore and uh, and Malaysia. Oh, wow. um, and they're using um, what we call a, a digital twins approach. And digital twins is really a big topic of the, the conference uh, and a lot of our work at the moment. Well, what is that? So people often hear the word digital twins and think, hey, that's just science fiction stuff, right? But actually, they're, they're not new. They've been around since the 60s and sort of born at, born at NASA and the Apollo mission back in the day. But effectively, they're a digital version of what exists physically in the real world. Oh, so right. if it's a station, there's a digital representation that is connected so that the engineers, the designers, the inspectors, the owners of that infrastructure are able to make better decisions on how they so they don't have to go to the physical place. They can see it online. Absolutely. Is that they, they the can gist of it? come into the office. They can log in. There's dashboards. They can look at the data, uh, how the asset is performing, wow. whether they've got a problem that's occurred overnight that they need to deal with in a hurry and, wow. and, and deal with that in a And I suppose fashion. if you extrapolate that, you can have a digital representation of a train network. Would that be true? An MRT network. So, okay, there's a, there's a fault line there at Senkang and there's a fault here in Topayu. That's what it would do. Absolutely, absolutely. And you don't need to stop there. You can expand it to the, the whole country. In fact, I, I believe the, the public water authority here is looking at building a digital twin of their PUB, uh, water yeah. net, PUB is of their network. And I mentioned subsurface earlier on, uh, a, a, a digital twin of the, of the ground below us to be able to uh, make better decisions and, and improve outcomes based on that as that well. That is absolutely fascinating because I did a documentary once on the life what goes on underneath Singapore. As you would know this, we have so many tunnel networks for our sewage, for our water, for our trains, for our power supplies, like almost nowhere else on earth. It goes hundreds of meters deep. Mm. And I suppose a digital representation of our subterranean world would be absolutely critical. It is critical because if you think of the traditional way engineering worked, it was very 2D. It was very, it was papers, plans, reports. But now we're working in 3D. So we can see the X, the Y, and the Z axis of what exists below and below the ground. Mm -hmm. And we can also look at time. So we can see how those assets are changing over time to be able to predict how they might perform in the future, particularly with digital twins. And even carbon. We've got a lot of our users now who are actually building carbon calculations and making that a key part of the the design criteria and the construction criteria, working out how to do this more sustainably. So you're even meeting ESG concerns before you've even started building by your digital representations of these constructions. Absolutely. I mean, that we, we look at the, the sustainable development goals of the United Nations, and we have a, an impact through our users on many of those. In fact, we, we even have a, a colleague, I have a colleague who is, his specific job is to look at how we uh, 
we relate the decisions that we're making, the technology we're providing mm. to our users, and how we can best impact the, the sustainability and the environment uh, concerns. Steve, um, Singapore is, is so highly developed in, in its transport infrastructure. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. What, where, where should Singapore go next? What should it be thinking about in terms of next-gen transport or transport for the future? Uh, you know, the, the government wants to have a car light society, uh, which means there's going to be more and more public transport uh, in addition to the, the great subway lines and above ground train lines and bus lines that we have. From your perspective at Bentley, what's the next iteration for Singapore? What, what needs to be done next? Wow. Um, crystal, you know, a little bit of a crystal ball here. but Yeah, I, I think I have to go back to, to sort of digital twins and the shift that um, – we already see some of the organizations here in Singapore making, and that's, uh, uh, I think you mentioned uh, earlier on, Neil, about uh, artificial intelligence mm. and applying uh, that sort of uh, computer, that generative AI mm. thinking to, to decisions. I don't think um, that area is going to take away uh, the, the professionals that work within the industry, because that's yeah. always a big concern, right? Is, are we going to lose our jobs? Are computers going to take over? I don't think that's ever going to happen, but it certainly it'll help take away the repetitive tasks, take away that, that hard work of looking at all the different iterations. In terms of infrastructure, actually, um, I think uh, more autonomous uh, movement uh, is likely. Uh, I think I've been amazed and enjoyed riding on the MRT this week. Um, <laughs> coming from the UK and, and uh, traveling in, in London, uh, the fact yeah. that I can walk onto a station and oh, know that in a couple of minutes it's going to be here. I've just come from Malaysia, so believe me, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, just, it's, just, it's just wonderful. Well, Steve, we certainly appreciate you taking time to come and, and talk with us. Um, and, and Fascinating discussion. Fascinating. One that is so urgently important across not just Asia, but the world. Uh, Steve Cockrell, Industry Marketing Director for Rail and Transit for Bentley Systems. Thanks for being with us. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.